This is the Tactical Leader Podcast, where we're on a journey of self-mastery and true leadership. I believe that in order to lead others, you must first be able to lead yourself. And in order to lead yourself, you have to first know yourself. If you want to learn the tactics to get to know yourself, to lead yourself, and to lead others, stay tuned to hear from industry experts as I unpack the tactics that they've used to build their business, build culture, and lead others. What's going on, everybody? We're on another series of the Battle Biz Summit promo. And today I'm speaking with Keith Gauze with Tideland Consulting, who is an awesome dude, barely has more tattoos than I do, but he's from the South in Texas, moved to Jacksonville, has an awesome background, everything from the military, law enforcement, similar to my background. But I, I want to argue he's a little bit smarter than I was from being an Air Force guy. And now he's dealing in some really fancy stuff with his consulting firm. Keith, welcome to the show and the summit in a couple of weeks, brother. Yeah, dude, Zach, appreciate you uh, having me. And, you know, not all of us can be as smart to uh, go to the Air Force, but, you know, here we are. We're still friends. You know, we're working on the friendship at least. We'll get there maybe potentially. No promises. Oh, uh, man. But now I, I want to give just a quick rundown of your background. I don't want to ruin the surprise of, of who you really are. But to, to jump into overall, you have a, a family business side of things where you're, you're coming from an entrepreneurial background. You joined the military in the year 2000 at 18. So obviously in a very hectic time in the military, you got assigned to 20th Spec Ops Command in Fort Walton. Then you moved on into the world of law enforcement in Northwest Jacksonville, worked that night shift. I remember those days, man, that 6P to 6A nonstop, great, but also terrible. Obviously, then you moved into the smarter things of life and you got a wife, got some kids, you got a whole zoo, it sounds like, at the, at yeah, the house. Bro. Man, Jeez, two daughters will do it to you. Yeah, it sounds like you're outnumbered and uh, they're spoiled, but you probably did that to yourself. And then obviously you have some pretty awesome things with Thailand Consulting. So let's talk a little bit about the, the family side a little bit. Give us just a rundown. What do you think about uh, the military, law enforcement? Uh, you moved out of that. Tell us a little bit about the family day to day. Yeah. So abbreviated is born in Texas and moved to Jacksonville at two. So got a little Texas blood in me. Still got a bunch of family over there. Not much. Been over here ever since. Military was, either, you know, it was one of those things. It was like, you either go to jail or you go to the military, like pick your poison. Because school just wasn't my thing, man. Sitting in a classroom, listening to people get paid to teach me was terrible. So military it was, jail, you know, at that point I was six foot two, 127 pounds soaking wet, right? Get out of the day-to-day school deal and went to the military. Was bored to death. I literally picked the damn Air Force because they had the shortest basic training, right? So just being transparent, didn't want to deal with basic very long either because yep. to me it was like, School, another 12 weeks of school. No, let's do the shortest one possible. Halfway through that was bored to death. So they send their guys, their recruiters, their spec ops dudes in there. And, you know, it was a couple PJs and uh, a couple combat control guys and gave their little demo. And I'm like, and at the end, they're, they're like, any of you suckers want to volunteer? And I'm like, dude, if this gets me out of this day-to-day regiment of shit, I am gone. So go do that, pass some tests, do the thing, you know, in, in 2000. 2001, I get stationed in uh, Fort Walton Beach. September 2nd was my report date. So we all know what happened September 11th. So I go in and, and that morning we're in calm, chemical warfare refresher, towers hit, pagers go off, shit gets real. 
We deployed shortly after. I got out in 05, came home. My dad was an entrepreneur my whole life, owned a plumbing company. So I watched, that's, that's kind of my introduction to entrepreneurship and, and getting a bloody nose on a weekly basis. So watch him, you know, struggle, 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 finally get it together. I came home thinking I was just going to work for my dad and take the company over. Well, two ego, you know, alpha male big dudes at the time. I mean, I went in the military at 127. I was come out at 275. So I was like, you don't look like a little are, dude now by any means. Him and I battling. I'm like, yeah, this isn't going to work. I missed all the fun and excitement and adrenaline rush of what I did in the military. And I was like, well, the, the next best thing is law enforcement. So 05, 2009, I decided that, you know, making 36,800 bucks a year just wasn't cutting it. I was married and had one kid. Well, my wife was pregnant with a kid at that time. Drained our bank account. I was, I'd managed to save 20 grand. Drained the bank account. Went into debt, bought a business name, which was Bounce Around Jack's Party Rentals and one bounce house, which is, you know, what those kids, you blow up in the backyard. We made 1500 bucks in the first week in a business and I knew I was on to something because that's typically like a two-week paycheck in law enforcement. So committed to, you know, obviously now I got a kid coming, right? Wife is working, kids coming, daycare was a thousand bucks a week. Like shit was nuts. So I had to figure it out. So I just continued working Midnight shift in law enforcement up in Jacksonville. And then I ran the business, you know, from 09 to 2012, 2011, really, I was able to, to take it and scale it and do a seven figure exit. So that was my introduction to entrepreneurship. You know, back then I didn't know shit, right? I just did. And in the military, right? They just go do it, figure it out. I didn't document anything, but I still feel every single one of those pain points that I went through. So that kind of pushed me into what I do today, which is helping growth-oriented entrepreneurs, you know, physically reduce the time span of pain and what we call the shit sandwich in the military. How quick are you going to eat it? Everyone's got to eat it. How fast are you going to do it? So by virtue of that, you know, I was able to figure things out. We started Tideland Consulting, which is slowly morphing into GFG Solutions with my business partner, Claudio, down in Orlando, Florida. But long story short, man, is, you know, family was super big and supportive. Family was the reason that I got into business, much like probably a lot of us on this call and, and who will be in this group. And, you know, they've been there through it all, right? I learned from my dad, that part of the family. And then obviously going home at night after a week of being an entrepreneur, getting your face kicked in, the wife and the kids got to support you too. So that part of it is good. Business growth has been good, you know, working with those growth-oriented entrepreneurs and helping them kind of maximize and, and make things really, really effective and efficient has been good. And it's all just things that I learned firsthand and now have studied for, you know, almost 15 years. Yeah, man. And it's an impressive story because what I, what I love about it is, I mean, in three years, a seven-figure exit's ridiculous, right? You don't really hear of that. It's one thing I love about the veteran space is there's the intrinsic values we get of the discipline, the dedication, the different things of like get up and grind. Like you said, you used to eat the shit sandwich. So yeah, you kind of, we have a little bit of intrinsic value that we learn and then apply. And then to make an exit like that, and then to go back into studying finance and investing. And I know on the GFG solution side and what you're doing with Thailand, y'all are doing some really innovative things, man, that I, I've really been fascinated watching. We were introduced by together through Landon and Antonio they were some guys I've had probably shared podcasts in the past, but they actually flew me down to Orlando. I met Claudio 
man, it's been a couple months now. I guess it was the uh, Arnold Palmer Classic. Y'all hosted at uh, 18th Grain. Y'all are doing some really things. The, first off, the boys are are young. They're young and they're hustling. And to that's see crushing. them be mentored by guys like y'all, right? To me, that's already impressive because they're hustling and they're being given a chance in a lot of ways. And then y'all are bringing partners down, doing different things. What would you say is unique about what you're doing in Thailand and what you're doing at GFG to further biz dev in that capacity? I see it from different ways, but from your perspective, what are y'all doing to really further the brands? You know, I think the first thing we have to realize is that we wanted to be a solution for business owners that were growth oriented. And we wanted to have an ecosystem of solutions that was unbiased. And we wanted to get away from your traditional you know, financial planning firms that are IRAs and 401ks and, you know, income and retirement type conversations. And we wanted to work with business owners who knew that they already owned their economy. You know, your ability in your business as a business owner to operate on 20, 30, 40, 50% margins versus what an investment advisor can get you in the stock market, pale in comparison. So what we offer and what we wanted to build was really a white service boutique firm that that was hand in hand with the business owner in the trenches, helping them make these decisions on a daily basis so that they can elevate their growth, right, and eliminate the pain. And so by virtue of that, there's really four pillars that we focus on, and it's asset protection. How do you own things? Where do you own things? How do they look? How do you own them? What states? And then we've got risk management, which is do you have the proper insurances in place? Sure, everyone's got PNC coverage. Everyone's got homeowners and general liability, but is it accurate? Is it the right stuff for what you're doing today and in the future? Tax strategy. You know, that the IRS, and I'm going to dig on some CPA. So anybody that's a CPA in the audience, you know, you do it to yourself and my bad. You know, they're very reactive, right? Zach, you and I own companies and I know damn sure that you can't remember what you bought three months ago for your office. Right. But these guys want to link up in December, January, February. Hey, send me all your stuff for the year and I'll put it in a box and I'll send it off to the government. Well, as you can see, this, this corner of my desk has receipts. <laughs> enough, right? Guilty, guilty. <laughs> Expensify, bro. Here's some free knowledge. Download Expensify and start taking pictures of your receipts. Yeah, yeah. Elimination right there. But, you know, in true conversation, like we wanted to bring something that was proactive to the table that really got in front of the eight ball, that had our clients thinking well in advance for what they're doing. And what we realized was that's what business owners wanted to. They wanted that offensive coordinator overseeing the playing field for them so that they could be the best head coach possible. And if you're the head coach and you've got your COO, right, the quarterback, well, both of you at eye level can't see over that six foot seven inside linebacker coming down the pipe. But me as the guy overseeing your relationships and helping you, you know, keep all of those things fine-tuned, I get to tell you, hey, you got a wide receiver open down the left sideline. You can't see him, but I can. So when we get into that routine of being proactive, we eliminate losses, we help our clients grow, their bottom line gets elevated, right? They're bringing more profit in, they're paying less taxes, they understand what their end result is going to be. Now we put an exit strategy in line, right? Cash flow, what does it need to be? Are you trying to bring in venture capital money? Are you trying to get private equity money? If so, we got to show certain things. We've got to put those in alignment. So having all of those things and really walking with our client to the end result of what their goal is, you know, we've blown up. We've brought a different solution to the table and, and people are loving it. Yeah, man. Everything I've seen and everything I, I've heard from 
the work you have done has been really, really impressive, man. And it's one of those that I, I love seeing not only an organization doing it, but a veteran being smart enough to get into this because you don't see many veterans playing with money in an intelligent way. And I love that you're bringing that piece to it. And you're, you're bringing that knowledge to Atlanta. We've got an awesome lineup and you're one of those guys, one of the few guys talking anything finances, anything in that strategic investment piece of it. And I think it's an important piece to highlight, which is why I'm so blessed that you're coming up here. When you were in Atlanta on the stage, what can we expect? What's a, a tip or two tip or two that you might be releasing to the audience and uh, some value add that you're bringing to it? Yeah, you know, our goal is always when we're able to get on stage and talk to some individuals is to give them something that they can go home with that day, that week, whenever they're heading back to the house and implement. So for us, there's a lot of low-lying fruit tax strategies for most people in the group that can probably go back, call their CPA. Hey, I know you suck, but here's something that I would love for you to implement since you didn't bring this to my attention. Now, and don't tell them they suck because chances are they're really good. It's just what they do. But definitely going to get some takeaways, some implementable action items that you can go back, check the boxes on, and get you know profit pushed to the bottom line of your business just by doing that. I love that. And I think that's going to be absolutely invaluable because we all need to do better about that. We all need those strategies because I think the, the real truth of the matter is we've never learned that in entrepreneurship. From the military, we definitely never learned that. They were too busy making me do push-ups and you doing like chair twirls or something, whatever y'all did in the Air Force, I'm not sure. Man, but I'm definitely stoked about it. I'm super impressed by everything you're doing, everything y'all are doing, and you're going to be here in the matter of about three weeks. So I'm stoked to have you in Atlanta and stoked to bring all that value. Keith, overall, man, I appreciate you. Look forward to meeting you in a few weeks, my man. Damn sure. Thank you, buddy. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Tactical Leader Podcast. If this episode helped you along your journey of self-mastery and has inspired you to do more, I challenge you to head over to myvoicechallenge.com so you can find out how you can discover your voice, claim your independence, and build that thriving business that you've always wanted. Again, that's myvoicechallenge.com.